Now imagine this for a second. A single text message is sent out to three different people. The text message reads, I need to talk to you, period. Person number one goes into a panic. They have decided this person hates them. They're going to break up with them. It's over. This person is their least biggest fan. They just go into total panic mode about how awful the rest of this conversation is going to be, right? Person number two worries about the other person. Oh my gosh, I hope they're okay. What if something awful is going on with them? I hope everybody in their family is okay. What are they going to tell me? This is so, you know, you start to panic and worry and pray that everything is okay with this person. Person number three might roll their eyes. Oh my gosh, I bet this isn't even important at all. Oh, she's so dramatic. Why does she always send me text messages like this? I'm so sick of talking. And these are just three teeny tiny examples. Now, I want you to keep in mind that if each person could have a completely different interpretation to one simple sentence, then there is no fact behind this message. Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough, and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I want to kick off our episode today by reading one of your reviews. Remember, I absolutely love hearing from you guys. If you are a longtime listener, it would mean so much to me if you take two seconds to leave a heartfelt review after the show, or you could pause and do it right now, uh, because I love not only reading them myself, but getting to share them with you on air before each episode. So today's comment comes from Nicole Sunshine 83 Renee is that non-judgmental friend that gives you the push to change your life and guides you as you jump into the future you dream about. She gives you baby steps so it doesn't feel overwhelming or scary to start taking control of your life. Nicole Sunshine, 83, thank you so much for sharing this. This is literally my goal with everything, so it means so much that it is coming across in the podcast. All right. So now we're going to jump into today's episode, Uh, and I think it might throw you for a little bit of a curveball. Now, over the last few years, minimalism has gained a lot of popularity for having a very simple, neutral-looking aesthetic, like think Ikea, right? While I am all about the crisp cleanness of this type of living, my home has always had a few splashes of color and a little bit more softness than like the harsh minimalist lines. However, that's not the topic of today's podcast. Today's kind of neutral is a whole kind of different neutral, and it matters a whole lot more to creating a healthy, happy life 
rather than just a neutral paint color in your home. Which, by the way, we just redid our paint color in the main areas of our house and it honestly feels so much better. So a quick shout out to the, the calming neutrals. I will link to the paint color below if you need an idea for a good neutral off-white color that just has a super calming feel. I will recommend it to you because I stole it from a friend and I have zero regrets. Anyway, we are not talking about that kind of neutral. Today I want to talk to you about how to shift your mindset to be a little more accepting and neutral about things like events, what others say or do to us, and what we ourselves think. When we can slowly get a hold of how much we allow these things to weigh us down, we will find so much freedom on the other side. I was recently reading Think Like a Monk for the first time. Now, I have listened to the audiobook twice before this, but it was really helpful particularly reading it because it gave me a chance to really slow down and think rather than just having the book continue being read in my head, right? One of the stories that the author, Jay Shetty, told is the parable of perhaps. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but I'm going to read it to you. Uh, this is just a clip that I stole off the internet of the parable of perhaps, but this is the same story that Jay Shetty told. A man's horse broke out of his barn and ran away during the night. His neighbors came over to console him, saying that it was very unfortunate he lost his horse. And the farmer said, perhaps. The next day, the farmer's horse returned, bringing with him seven wild horses. His neighbors then said how very lucky he was to gain seven more horses for his farm. And the farmer said, perhaps. On the following day, his son tried to ride one of the new wild horses and was thrown and broke his leg. Oh, how awful, cried his neighbors. Perhaps, answered the farmer. The next week, soldiers came to conscript the young man of the village to fight in a war, but the farmer's son was not taken because his leg was broken. How wonderful for you, the neighbor said. Perhaps, said the farmer. Now, the idea of not feeling some drastic emotion at the idea of a horse running away, a child being injured, or a child being saved from going to battle sounds a little bananas to most of us, I'm sure. As somebody who used to ride the quote-unquote emotional roller coaster, I can tell you I believe truly that in most of these situations at this time in my life, I would be able to remain fairly neutral. Fairly neutral. The one exception would be if my child got called into battle, say, like if they were pulled into war. I am pretty sure I would rage, fight the power, do whatever it took. We'd flee the country. We'd run away. Don't tell my plans. But that is the whole mama bear thing that I think a lot of you parents out there could probably understand. So because that's a pretty dramatic situation, let's focus on the more normal circumstances of daily life because that's the better place to start anyway. So let's start with things like getting caught off in traffic because I think we can all really feel the rage that that brings when that happens to us. Now, do you have any idea how long I would let getting caught off in traffic upset me? All day. I would be pissed all day. I would get cut off, get mad, yell at the other driver, and proceed to tell every single human being that I came into contact with that day about it. I would also use this as a reason for me to just be super mad all day. 
I would hold on to the anger and allow any other small mishaps to pile on top of it. If I get cut off, now I have to wait in line at work. The boss doesn't answer my questions fast enough. My coworker is chewing so loudly next to me. Have you ever done that? Yes, you have, right? Come on, let's, we're all being honest here. So often we determine that one small situation is bad and we use it as a foundation for how we build our day. And what a, what a shitty way to build the day if I'm being flat out honest. But the thing is that small event of getting caught off in traffic is not going to affect the grand scheme of our life unless we choose to let it. It's really not going to. It's so silly of us to allow it to waste even one of our days. One whole day is actually a lot of time in a life. We so badly want to feel justified in our anger, and I get that. We want others to know that we were wronged, and I get that. But ultimately, if you choose to hang on to that anger, then it is off of the other driver and put directly onto your shoulders. And another thing that this can carry along with it is that you have now placed yourself in a victim mentality. You were wronged. Everyone's against you. Not only is this pity party mentality not a good color on anybody, but who in their right mind wants to spend their life being the victim in their own story? Not me. Not me anymore, I should say, because holy Hannah Montana, did I let myself play the victim for years. Of course, I want to be as gentle as I can when I say that bigger things come into play with this. Oftentimes, people who were neglected or abused continue to play the role of victim in their lives. The reason is they want that additional attention because they were deprived of it as kids. If this is you, if this is something that you can relate to, if you didn't get the time and the attention you deserve, if you still have a parent or a spouse or an entire family that you are dying to feel loved from, let me tell you, I love you. I am so sorry. You are a person who is worthy of love. And if someone else is choosing not to share it with you, that is because of some underlying issue they are carrying around. And my friend, it does not have to be your burden. I am not saying forgive, forget, move on. Don't let it bother you. I know it takes so much more than that. But being aware that this might be causing you to continue to seek acknowledgement in other areas of your life can be the key in helping you release some of that anger, some of this stuff. For example, the next time you get cut off in traffic, it might be helpful to remind yourself that you were simply cut off. You don't have to have any more information than that. This person could have done it maliciously. It could have been accidental. Have you ever accidentally cut someone off before? <laughs> Instead of allowing this rage or frustration to take over, it might do you well to remember that this situation doesn't require your attention or your anger. Your feelings of frustration are still valid. Nobody likes being cut off, but it's not required for you to carry it with you and you can choose to release it. Now, choosing to release it is a whole process in itself. I'm not even gonna pretend. Hey, I wanna let you in on a little secret. I am making a full-time income from home and it is due in large part to TikTok. 
I know TikTok has this bad rep of being this place where there's dancing videos and all of this silly stuff, but the truth is there is so much business happening on TikTok and there is so much potential, it is insane. Part of my minimalist journey was this desire to create a more slow-lived life. I loved the idea of working for myself and doing work that actually felt like it mattered. And believe it or not, TikTok has been one of the biggest gateways in allowing me to do all of those things. And of course, I want to help you figure out how it can work for you too. I am hosting a totally free TikTok training starting in September and I would love for you to join. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to sign up. I started by simply telling myself this person was racing on their way to the hospital with their child in the back seat. I would say, I never know, maybe they have a sick kid in the back. Why? Because I have been that mother. I remember multiple times, unfortunately, speeding a little too quickly down the highway because of a major medical injury that had happened to one of my kids. And when I say one of my kids, I basically mean my son. That kid is just (laughs) the knock on wood, but he has caused me a lot of medical stress in my life. But in those moments, I was barely aware of other human beings. Didn't care. Sorry, didn't care about you, didn't care about the road. My son needed attention. I was in that mama bear mode. Now, is everyone who cut me off in traffic a panicked parent racing to the ER? Probably not. Probably some jackass who thinks he owns the road. I know that. In my brain, I know that. But that scenario makes me mad, so I choose another story for my own sanity. The truth is, I don't know the full story. Maybe that jackass is some other poor deprived son of a butt munch who never got enough attention either as a kid and is now fighting for power back any way he can. Most of us are just hurt people walking around trying to get by. But in either of those scenarios, my heart can go out to the other driver and I can wish them well. Was this practice of mine easy? Nope. Took a lot of intentional internal shifts. However, it did help lessen the frustration of getting cut off. And now I can honestly say when I get cut off, I feel neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is. Now, bordering closely to this, even going hand in hand with it is our thoughts and opinions of those other people, right? When we have encounters like this, it's pretty easy for us to instantly begin casting judgment on the other driver, isn't it? Like the late Wayne Dyer said, stop looking for occasions to be offended. When you live at or below ordinary levels of awareness, you spend a great deal of time and energy finding opportunities to be offended. Usually the things that we are offended by or the judgments that we cast on others are really tied to limiting beliefs or made up rules that we have been unknowingly living by ourselves. Now, some of the rules might be serving us well. For example, if you live by the rule that it's important to be respectful and safe while driving, that is a great freaking rule to live by. The rest of us, thank you. It makes sense why you would feel some sort of frustration when another driver doesn't live by that same rule. However, if you also want to live by the rule that other people, especially strangers you don't know and haven't seen, don't get to dictate your life, 
then it is crucial for your sanity that you allow yourself to become neutral toward these types of situations because the only person whose day it's ruining is yours. And the same holds true for things that are said to us because yes, in life, it's not, unfortunately, it's not just strangers cutting us off that are making us mad. There are people face to face who we know that are hurting our feelings every day. Now, imagine this for a second. A single text message is sent out to three different people. The text message reads, I need to talk to you, period. Person number one goes into a panic. They have decided this person hates them. They're going to break up with them. It's over. This person is their least biggest fan. They just go into total panic mode about how awful the rest of this conversation is going to be, right? Person number two worries about the other person. Oh my gosh, I hope they're okay. What if something awful is going on with them? I hope everybody in their family is okay. What are they going to tell me? This is so, you know, you start to panic and worry and pray that everything is okay with this person. Person number three might roll their eyes. Oh my gosh, I bet this isn't even important at all. Oh, she's so dramatic. Why does she always send me text messages like this? I'm so sick of talking. And these are just three teeny tiny examples. Now, I want you to keep in mind that if each person could have a completely different interpretation to one simple sentence, then there is no fact behind this message. It cannot be determined for sure what it means. That means it is up to us, each individual person, to put fact behind that message. It is up to us every day to translate messages however we see fit. Allowing yourself to remain neutral, you can potentially spare yourself the emotions of panic, worry, or annoyance and allow the message to just be. The message isn't good or bad. It just is. It's a message. That's all. And taking it a step further, even if it is somebody's negative feelings or thoughts about you, it's their feelings. They're valid in their feelings and their feelings do not need to be yours. Again, this isn't an over, overnight practice by any means. This is something that has taken me years to get to the point where I feel a lot more neutral peace about these things. And we can even do these exact same things with our own thoughts. You know, I always used to believe my thoughts were mine. Like I owned them, thought them up on my own. And sometimes I, I still think I do. Sometimes I feel like I am a more active participant in my own thinking process. However, I read in a book, I've read in several books actually, but the untethered soul is the one that stands out the most. And he says something like this. When you have a thought come into your brain, are you also aware of that thought at the same time? For example, could you have a snap judgment thought about another person and then instantly go, whoa, where did that come from? That was a harsh thought. This is because that thought that originally came in, that harsh judgment, wasn't yours. Because if you are still able to observe the thoughts as they come in, you can become aware that you are the observer of the thoughts. You are aware that those thoughts are coming in. And if you are aware those thoughts are coming in, you can become aware that those thoughts are not in fact you. You allow yourself to become more connected to your true self when you stop seeing your thoughts as you. 
I like to imagine it like thoughts are just ideas floating through the atmosphere because Elizabeth Gilbert sort of references this in her book, Big Magic. We have the option to grab a thought and hang on to it, or we have the option to release it and let it go. And in fact, she talks about a very specific idea that she had for a book. She started writing it and never really finished. It sat for a year or more. And then years later, she met a woman who was basically writing the exact same book that she had stopped writing. She let an idea go and someone else picked it up. It was even said Michael Jackson had an idea for a song and insisted on recording it immediately. It was like the middle of the night or something. I cannot remember where I heard this from, but because he insisted on it because otherwise Prince would have recorded it before him. He believed if he didn't pick up this idea, it would pass on to someone else. And he sure didn't want it to be passed on to Prince. Wayne Dyer references these thoughts like a ticker taper screen where messages just shoot across the screen like a stock market price. If we can allow the thoughts to just be just shooting across the screen of our minds and choose only the ones that feel good for us, then we stop allowing thoughts to control our lives and come we can select only the ones that feel good. Now this work takes some time, just as it would if you were painting the walls of your house a more neutral color. There is one layer, one coat. This might be practicing alternative thoughts when we're cut off in traffic. Might be allowing ourselves not to believe the stories about situations and instead write stories for ourselves that make us feel better. When the layer becomes a little bit more natural, when it's just kind of sunk in, the second layer might be just releasing the need to hold a thought at all about the other driver or about someone who has wronged us. When we have been taught to live in a world where we must take our thoughts and the behaviors of others very seriously, it can be tough to just stop caring or let go. It takes intentional choice to let go. You must choose your peace over your desire to be right or to be the victim. In allowing more and more of the thoughts, words, and events of our life to become neutral, just like in well-planned home design, we allow the important things to stand out in our life. Imagine a white room with one amazing art piece at the center of it. And then imagine that same art piece being drowned out if the walls were covered in graffiti. The more neutral you can paint the unimportant parts of your life, the more the beautiful parts are going to pop and stand out. For you, maybe that's family, friends, your partner, yourself. A dream you have for changing the world, vacations, laughing, anything, Anything that is important or valuable to you should be at the forefront of your life and everything else should just be neutral. And only in allowing everything else to become neutral can the focal point of your life truly be allowed to shine. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. And don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast 
It would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week. Thank you.